Alright, hello everybody, it's me, Daniel D, with A Ghost in the Machine, the podcast. Uh, this is going to be a reading of a post of mine entitled, A Marxist Military. Do military leaders really believe diversity is our strength? Or is that just a pretext for doing to the military what they did to the FBI? And this was originally uh, posted on June 3rd, 2023, or the written version of it was. And I'm going to release this... Uh, audio reading of it with some whatever additional commentary um it'll be released on sunday july 16th 2023 and again this is a marxist military So, President Brandon recently announced another historic diversity hire. General Charles C.Q. Brown will replace General Mark, I want to learn about white rage, Milley as the next chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Good old C.Q. Brown will be the first mongoloid to hold this position. Contrary to popular belief now, General Mark Milley is actually not a mongoloid. Uh, He just likes to vape paint thinner before press conferences and congressional hearings as a prophylactic against the cognitive dissonance that he'd otherwise suffer from all the obvious bullshit he has to say to keep his Marxist overlords happy. So he just acts retarded. He's not really retarded. It's just under the influence of paint thinner that he huffs, you know, prior to these hearings because he knows he's going to have to lie and it just helps, you know, to deal with that if he, you know, if he, you know, puts his brain out of commission for a little while. So anyway, Mark Milley isn't really a mongoloid. General C.Q. Brown is. So this is historic. The first mongoloid to be chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So here's another historic milestone achieved with General good old C.Q. Brown's new appointment. With Brandon as Commander-in-Chief, Lloyd Austin as Secretary of Defense, and good old C.Q. as Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, it will be the first time in history, history, that three mongoloids have held the top three positions in the military's chain of command. What a historic moment for retardation. In the past, we used to deny brain-damaged individuals the opportunity to serve in critically important top leadership roles, but in 2020's America, we put our retards front and center and make them the public faces of our crumbling empire. Of course, not everyone is so excited about this historic. Did you hear me? I said historic! DEI milestone. Some folks are concerned, get this, that this pattern of DEIifying the military, which good old CQ has pledged to accelerate, will undermine combat readiness. Can you imagine what kind of Nazis they must be to worry about things like competence and combat readiness? Oh, man. Anyway, they haven't gotten the memo that diversity is our strength, which is so self-evidently true that we won't even allow any discussion about it because you have to be a literal Nazi to think combat readiness should trump DEI as the number one priority for the military. Besides, as we all know, white domestic extremists like Nazis, insurrectionists, and parents who complain during the public comment portion of local school board meetings are the most dangerous threats America faces today. On a more serious note, uh, Morgo Thorak, the undead, uh, did a subject post um, in which he said that it's wonderful that the you know that this is happening that good old CQ will be pushing DEI so hard, as that will require the military to get rid of straight white conservative men in order to meet diversity quotas. And the reason why Morgo Thorak, the undead, believes this is good is because, which he's got a good point here. Why should straight white conservative men give their lives, you know, for an empire that hates their freaking guts? you know, that hates them and everything about them. 
Why should they be the ones dying for this, you know, global homo rainbow pride empire uh, of Marxist bullshit? Um, yeah, he's got a point. You know, so the military has been purging its ranks of conservatives, disproportionately white, by imposing vax mandates, celebrating rainbow pride degeneracy, and promoting leftist ideology in general. Recruitment of straight white men predictably cratered, so much so that the army started running short of bodies, reversed course, and targeted traditional straight white men with an ad campaign. But it hasn't worked. And now, on top of all that, good old CQ. The mongoloid, you know, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, or soon to be once General Mark, I want to learn about white rage, Millie, uh, steps down, or or his term ends. Good old CQ believes the military should promote officers based not on merit, but on their victimology hierarchy ranking, i.e. how, uh, you know, the brown paper bag test, basically. It's like, are you darker than a brown paper bag? Oh, well then, uh, you're obviously offer, officer candidate material, you know, we need to promote you. Uh, you're lighter than a brown paper bag, sorry, you know, unless you like anal sex with other men, or, uh, you know, eating pussy with other women, or you are a man who thinks you're a woman and wants to cut your dick off and, uh, you know, get fake breasts, you know, if you're that, then, you know, you're officer material, even if you have pale skin, but of course, uh, if you're straight, white man, especially what straight, white, conservative man, uh, yeah, doesn't matter, you're not, uh, getting promoted, so anyway, um, yeah, if you're now going back to the rainbow pride people, you know, the Navy. So recently there was a, uh, and I don't know where this clip came from exactly, but you know, the, the Navy had a sailor that they were showcasing as, I guess the, the, the spokesperson face of the Navy, maybe it was for pride month, but talking about how, you know, they had LGBTQ spoken word a night where they got to read their you know gay or you know lesbian or transgender poetry to the entire ship so that's where we're at in the navy um you can share your sordid tales of degeneracy with all the other sailors so if you're you could be white and be a rainbow flag waver and you'll get promoted but if you're just white and you want to have heterosexual sex and you identify as your gender that you actually are Instead of some make-believe bullshit that, you know, then, sorry, the military has no place for you. Um, and so, bottom line, conservative white guys are going to be getting scarce in the U.S. of gays military. So anyway, Morgothorak the Undead says that's great because it means that when Brandon blunders us into World War III with China and Russia, conservative white guys won't be the ones dying for this empire that hates them to death. Instead, it'll be the Marxist rainbow flag wavers and BLM rioters getting blown up by Chinese and Russian missiles. Uh, hypersonic missiles, which we still don't have, but they do. Yeah, because, you know, DEI, diversity is our strength. You know, too bad it's uh, kind of getting us behind our enemies in terms of combat readiness, but whatever. Right? So, anyway, Morgothorak the Undead. Uh, it's a good article. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Uh, GAE Military Purge of Whites continues. Um, now, he's got a very valid point. Let the suddenly pro-war left provide the cannon fodder for the neocon artists' insane regime change wars for once, especially since it's the left's unnatural values that the global homo-American empire, G-A-E, I guess you pronounce it gay, is trying to impose on all its enemies foreign and domestic. However, 
there's another perspective worth considering as to what our Marxist overlords may be attempting. Jesse Kelly acknowledges that the left is destroying the military, but he doesn't think that's their intent. Rather, they're trying to remake the military into one that will primarily be fighting domestic enemies, i.e. the regime's political opponents here at home. To get the military they want, they need to get rid of all the troops who won't bend the knee to bail. Uh, you know, who, who will honor their oath to uh, uphold the Constitution and defend it against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Right? Uh, those, they're trying to get rid of those troops. Because they themselves, the left, the Marxists, they don't like the Constitution, you know, except as a tool, you know, if they can get what they want from it, they're, they're happy to uphold it, but only in those parts that they think they can use. The parts that they don't think they can use, they, they want to ignore, they want to erode, they want to get rid of. Uh, so anyway, the soldiers, sailors, airmen, and marines who t take their oath to support and defend the Constitution seriously... Uh, those troops are overwhelmingly conservative, i.e. they're not communists, and they're overwhelmingly competent. And that loss of confidence is harming combat readiness. But for the left, that's an unintended consequence. Their real goal is to get a military they can send into combat at home against their fellow Americans. So Jesse Kelly has said this before. They're not destroying the military. They're building a new one. Um, basically doing to the military what they did to the FBI slash DOJ, where they weaponized it against the political opponents of the Democratic Party. Um, and that's a risky gamble for our parasitic communist occupied government to undertake, to weaken it, its host military, host country's military. So basically like communism is, is like a virus. It operates like a virus. And, you know, the USA currently is a host for this parasitic, uh, communist mind virus regime, cabal, illegitimate, you know, is is we're, our government in America doesn't want to improve the lives of, of Americans. They don't care about the American citizens. It's, uh, you know, we're the host, basically. We're occupied government. Our enemies are in government over us trying to destroy the lives of uh, heritage Americans. So, anyway. Um, and they're... they're I guess getting the military ready to do that. That just that's Jesse Kelly's read, and I think he's kind of correct on that. I think that's uh, I think there's some true believer stuff going on. I mean, there are these people on the left that are some that really do believe the best kind of sex is the kind that can never result in a new baby being conceived. You know, so therefore any rainbow alphabet pride craziness that you can come up with, hey, that's what they want, right? It's great. Um, you know, all the the climate change nonsense, all the uh, the censorship regime, the you know, weaponization of public health uh, to to impose mandates and lockdowns, all those types of things they they are all about. Uh, so anyway, uh, there's obviously this is going to be a risky thing though to use the military in this way because it's going to undermine the military's ability to fight foreign enemies, right? So if we actually do get into war and they've replaced the troops with, uh, you know, communist uh, apparatchiks, eh, that's going to undermine the ability to fight a real war. So that's the gamble they're taking. Um, and now not to say that there aren't really squared away top-notch black troops, for example, right? Like there are. If you've been in the military and you'll have served with people who are black or whatever other race, ethnicity, you know, and you have some that are really top-notch squared away, you know, some that aren't, 
and that's true for every race, for every demographic, right? But here's the thing. There's not enough, you know, black minority uh, troops who are top-notch squared away in order to satisfy good old C.Q. Brown's DEI ambitions, especially for the officer cadre. The real issue is that American black culture produces much higher than average rates of antisocial dysfunction. It just is a fact. Not to say that every black person is dysfunctional, but uh, areas of America that are predominantly black tend to be disproportionately dysfunctional. You know, disproportionately tend to be havens of antisocial dysfunction, crime, violence, disorder, all that kind of stuff, right? So that in turn limits the quality and quantity of potential black officers. So, you know, if you, if you were concerned about that, you could address the underlying reality. You could confront some politically incorrect facts about the world, something leftists hate doing because anything true and correct, they don't want to deal with. It's much better to deal with theory. You know, if your theory conflicts with reality, well, we got to just ignore reality, paper it over, you know, as best we can, bury reality. Theory, that's what matters, right? It's like the old joke, uh, you know, a professor, you know, explaining something to somebody else, uh, you know, that, you know, oh, this this uh, thing works really well. And the, the, the professor says, oh, that's great that it works in practice. But the real question is, does it work in theory? That's kind of the problem here, the disconnect. So anyway, they don't want to deal with the underlying problem, whatever the underlying problems are uh, with, say, for example, black America. Why there's a shortage of qualified, competent black candidates. Again, not to detract from those black people who are really squared away, exceeding the standard, you know, and there are definitely black people who do that. So not to diminish their accomplishments at all. But just looking at raw numbers in the aggregate, there just aren't enough squared away you know, meeting the standard black people uh, for these DEI mandates to be fulfilled. So what do they got to do? They, they can either address underlying problem and, you know, get more black people up to speed um, to meet and exceed the standard, or they can lower the standards. And they're opting for that uh, because it's easier. So anyway, those standards are already at historic lows from all the preferences and waivers given to women and rainbow flag waivers. Now the military will jettison even more standards in order to get the requisite number of black and brown officers. For this program to succeed and for the Marxists to create a combat ineffective military that they can use against domestic political opponents, they have to avoid peer or near-peer combat. If, and only if, the U.S. of gay can avoid war with China and Russia, they can probably sacrifice combat readiness on the DEI altar without suffering catastrophic consequences. But that's a pretty big if. China is ravenously eyeing Taiwan, and the Brandon administration have been pretty reckless about crossing lines with Russia in order to prop up Ukraine's global homo-friendly banana republic. The U.S. of gay has depleted its own ammunition in order to supply Ukrainian Nazis with arms. So yeah, we, we hate Nazis over here. Nazis everywhere. They're the boogeyman. We gotta just, you know, we gotta be authoritarian so that we can protect our democracy against the threat of these Nazis, you know? Uh, in America, but if there's Nazis in Ukraine, by all means, send them more money, send them more weapons, even if it means depleting our own combat readiness, our own stockpiles of ammunition, right? Brandon has ordered the release of billions of barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in order to protect himself politically from the consequences of his insane energy policy, leaving America's oil reserves at their lowest levels in decades, and even selling some to the Chinese. How about that? And while the Chinese and Russians are concerned with improving lethality, the Americans are worried about using made-up pronouns and creating safe spaces for bearded women and ballless men 
to be their authentic, unnatural selves. So yeah, China and Russia, they're like, yeah, we're going to worry about building hypersonic missiles and you know getting our military ready to kill a lot of the enemy, as much of the enemy as they possibly can in as short a time you know, as they can do it. We're worried about lethality, about you know using our military to be effective to kill the enemy. Right. And over here in America, they're like, oh, we think we're just going to focus on, you know, pronouns and safe spaces. Right. So, yeah. How's that going to end? Anyway, in today's crazy world, odds are increasing rapidly that the chickens will soon be coming home to roost for the U.S. of gays Marxist leadership. And they will learn too late that they are completely incapable of winning World War Three because reality trumps psychotic delusions when it comes to military effectiveness and suffering a shameful defeat against Russia or China may ironically turn out to be what saves America. Because otherwise, I think Jesse Kelly's analysis is correct. The Katamite communists in our occupied government are trying to do to the military what they've already done to the FBI. Pervert it, no surprise there that they're skilled at perverting things, and weaponize it against their political enemies in complete contravention of the Constitution and the rule of law. Imagine a future where instead of Big Brother is a vuncular face watching you. Big Brother is always watching you. Only now it's not Big Brother. It's the flabby face of some pale-skinned, purple-haired tranny. Big Sister is always watching you. Only Big Sister has a penis. And <laughs> fake breasts and purple hair and, you know, all that. Anyway, an enemy of my enemy is not necessarily my friend, but he can be a useful ad hoc ally. And Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping may turn out, albeit inadvertently, to be useful ad hoc allies of traditional Americans as they may occupy the attention of our Marxist occupied government just long enough for us to get its boot off our collective back. So anyway, that's my thoughts about the Marxist military and the historic, did you hear me, historic appointment of General Charles C.Q. Brown to replace uh, Mark Milley. Uh, it's the first time uh, Mongo Lloyd has been the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and with Lloyd Austin and President Brandon. The top three spots in the U.S. military's chain of command are occupied by Mongo Lloyd. So, yeah, the retarded face of our retarded, you know, empire. Globo homo. woo Anyway, I uh, hope you enjoy that. Hey, if you agree, disagree, if you have something you want to say, if you think I'm full of shit, whatever. You know... If you're listening to this on a podcast app or streaming service, uh, go to the Substack and you can leave a comment, you know, argue, debate, whatever, uh, converse with fellow readers slash listeners. Uh, sometimes the uh, conversation in these comment threads is more interesting than the article itself. I'll say that even is uh, true for some of the things that I write, you know, it's interesting, like some of the comments are really good, so... You know, make your voice heard uh, there. And if you uh, haven't subscribed to the Substack yet, you know, if you're listening to this on a podcast app or streaming service, uh, you know, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any future stuff from me, any of my uh, writing or uh, podcasts. Anyway, uh, this is Daniel D. with A Ghost in the Machine, the podcast. This has been a reading of a Marxist military. Do military leaders really believe diversity is our strength or that it is that just a pretext for doing to the military what they did to the FBI? Uh, the written version of this was posted on June 3rd, 2023. Uh, the audio podcast reading of it is going to be released Sunday, July 16th, 2023. And uh, hope y'all have a great week and I will talk to y'all later. Adios, fool.